Hey everybody, it's Thursday night and it's time for another Kingdom of Loathing podcast with me, Jake. And me, Riff. And me, Hot Stuff. How's it going, fellas? It's going alright. Yeah. Have you been Kingdom of Loathing? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Been actually, yeah. Did get back to doing some some uh, some work on the thing that I've been doing for Kingdom of Loathing before being interrupted by that other thing. But the new uh now the I extra have been... racist edition. Yes. Of uh <laughs> The hole in the sky. Yeah, it's about, uh, yeah. Now I'm now I'm back on the other stuff, so it'll be a little while before I do more of the KOL stuff. But eventually, it will be fun to roll that out to people. I, I heard about I heard about KOL on uh, on Reddit recently. Oh, oh yeah. Did you? yeah, yeah. It sounds like a fun game. Yeah, I, I'm I not sure a- that I was even aware that there was a R slash KOL. What? Yeah, of course there is. There's an R slash everything. Right? Yeah, it wasn't super. It wasn't super. Uh, it wasn't nearly as active before uh, Friday as it was. Yeah, a lot. We had like forty thousand accounts sign up between yep. Friday and Saturday, um, which is not most of them. Did, like the overwhelming majority of them did not stick around. Yeah, or you know have not stuck around so far. But it was definitely a uh, definitely a bump in concurrency and all that. I mean, it looked like today we were still. 100 more people on when I signed yeah, yeah. in than yep. previous, so. Yep. That's I think that there definitely are, and I mean, just, you know, sort of anecdotally, there are a lot more new people around, and it's pretty cool. Yep. And, uh. I saw you uh, added a change that lets you get a one-time escape valve for your first day of over-drinking. Yeah, so many people were sad about that, and it just seems like. There's no point. Yeah, the old way was not really like the new way would be. This is a kinder, gentler. See. <laughs> world honestly the whole thing is pretty weird right like the idea overthinking yeah the, the the idea that there is code in place that when you try to adventure somewhere it just makes you adventure in a different zone that is just the i'm drunk zone it's not that weird that's kind of i mean it's it's again it's just a real life simulator you you think you're going out for dinner, but you end up in a gutter somewhere. That, mm. that happens all the time. Yeah, but is it really, is it the case that the um, place that you go has nowhere to do with where you're trying to go? What if, what if instead it being drunk just gave you like a 25 or 30% chance of getting one of those drunk adventures and otherwise you got what you intended, but you've got like a three times fumble chance? Mm, that really probably fucks everything up because it well i mean your nightcap turns you would get the following day right so i mean it lets you spend them with some sort of shit i mean what what we were talking about changing was just making it so that zone basically just functions as an interface element and like those adventures just take away a little bit of stuff from you but don't take a turn hmm. not spending people's turns on their drunken stupors is would be much friendlier i think yeah that's true I mean, right now, if we just did that right now, we would have this weird thing where that suddenly becomes a really tedious, really unreliable way to like de-level yourself. Yeah. Um, which I don't, I don't know if I care, <sighs> honestly, because I mean, right now, like the joining a clan with a hot dog stand is also a really tedious way of deleveling that, yourself. To, not that tedious. Well, but it's it's just as easy. Like it's easier, right? That's so way easier, right? But this is like, like who would use this when they have that? available somebody who doesn't have that available but everyone has that available like there is a universal whitelist clan that has a hot dog stand that you can just do that in so like I, yeah i don't know that i don't know that that's a reason not to do it 
is what I'm saying. I, you know, it's possible that somebody would choose to engage with that tedium. It is. It there's is also a, one that gives you five meat, so we'd have to change that. And it also really breaks the fiction because you puke and there's meat in it, which doesn't make any sense. No, you just puke on a pile of meat. But yeah, but that's not what it says. <laughs> sure. I, I mean, we can we can back justify it all we want. We're you, good at that. That's our you're job. You're drunk, so you really don't know what's going on. Mm, that's true. You don't know how the basic sort of rules of reality work anymore. Right. What what actually happens in the game when you hit that free drunkenness thing? It just subtracts five from your drunkenness counter and says... This it doesn't subtract five. It's uh, oh. it the, the tutorial comes down and explains to you and you have to say like, yes, yes, I understand. Yes, for fuck's sake, I understand <laughs> that this is never going to happen again. And then he just sets you to... He, uh, I was initially running it, and he initially set me to 14 drunkenness from zero. So I gained 14 drunkenness by talking to him. <laughs> oh, okay. he just sets you to 14. Uh, yeah, yeah. He oh. sets you to 14. It, it, gives, it adds the difference between... It subtracts the difference between your drunkenness and 14, which is why when your drunkenness is zero, it adds Will 14. Subtracts negative 14. Right. Will that happen if somebody goes all the way through their first playthrough without hitting that and then goes into a nope. challenge path where you start with less drunkenness? Okay. It has to be on your first, first ascension. ascension. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure we thought of everything. That also only took like 10 minutes to do. It's like the old days. Changing mm -hmm. fundamental things about how the game works. The first just 10 minutes. Is it weird that there is content that you can only see on your first pass to the kingdom? Like what? Like this, for example. Mm. I, mean, I know you probably wouldn't consider this content, but it's an interaction. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I guess it is. Uh, there's a lot of things I that I would. Tutorial. There's a lot of things that I would consider content that I that I think are less of a thing than this. So yeah, I guess I would have to say that that's content. I don't know. I mean, nobody yeah. bemoans that the tutorial isn't something that you see in later ascensions no but we did we added it and let people play through it once sure if they wanted to um for a time i don't did we eventually just turn that off i don't know i don't remember how that worked at all is uh, there is there an option anywhere to reset the tutorial like if you've not played for a year no i don't make a so. new account yeah. yeah yeah you can do that you can That's make a super new play through like, it. it's easy now low friction yeah um yeah, so we've been seeing a lot of new people, seeing how they feel. Yep. I actually um, went and hung out in Newbie that day that it happened. Oh, it yeah? Was, it was real cool in there. Nobody nobody was trolls or dicks, and every all the old players were real nice to the newbies, and it was Every uh, once in a while, was cool. somebody approaches me with a description of the toxic shithole that is newbie and says that I really should do anything about it. I'm just reminded of the fact that I never ever see that and I never ever see any evidence of it. It's mm. possible that it happens at the, the dark corners of the evening and whatever. Yeah. When people figure out that there's no mods on right now. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I know that there are some people who just hang out and are dicks in newbie, but I always see those people get shouted down or ignored. So I don't know, man. There are people that hang out in our dicks in real life. Yeah. There's also people with axes to grind, and I think that that's the kind of people that are real upset about newbie a lot of the time. It's not... Those are not the people that are causing the problems. Those are the people that... Yeah. ...are complaining well, about Well, they'll get mad at somebody, 
and they'll think, oh, I disagree with what this person is doing, and the fact that I'm seeing this person talk means that newbie is ruined, right? Because they don't, they feel like one person being an asshole creates a pervasive air of assholedom. Right. But I think maybe they're a little fixated on it, and other people might not even notice. Is it because the air smells bad? <clears throat> the air of asshole dumb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fine, your your <laughs> asshole doesn't smell. It's whatever. <laughs> dot dot dot. <laughs> I think you mean asterisk asterisk asterisk. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wasn't I wasn't farting in response to it. I was just um so yeah, there's there's that. There's 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 Reddit. What else have we done in the last week? Not much. We've been working on other stuff. Interface tweaks. Yeah. Yeah. Another one uh another on one of those deck. on deck. Yeah. The oh fam- yeah, that the familiar thing. Thing. Yeah, familter. That's good. Yeah. I don't really know how to present. I mean, I I think it's like it could roll now. I'm not really sure if that should be on by default or if it's just an option that you can probably not, right? Cuz it would just take up more screen real estate than your mosquito yeah if that was all you had in there yeah it seems like Um, something you don't need until you've got like a couple dozen of those guys yeah a couple dozen mosquitoes yeah i guess it could be on by default but only show up if you have more than eight familiars Hmm. Hmm. because that what i'm what i'm worried about is if we make it a thing that you have to opt into a lot of people who don't find out about it it, will never know about it right and it's a nice thing but it is not a thing that i want shoved in in a new dude's face so yeah i like that plan i like that plan of making it show up you have to opt out of it if you want it to go away but it only shows up if you in total have more than eight or ten familiars or eleven eleven okay yeah I don't know what more. I don't know what a typical person's screen height is, and there's fucking no way to tell, and <laughs> there's no way to get it out of the DOM. Is, did did they just get rid of that capability? Or it's just never right. It's never accurate. What do you mean? It's never right or accurate? It's never right or accurate. Like figuring out vertical screen, like figuring out vertical centering, is just an intractable problem in CSS. Really? Yeah. I I used to position windows. I used to pop open windows and position them on the screen based on yeah. the size and position of your browser window. I mean, and it worked fine. That was, you know, we have stuff. Years that, ago. See, I mean, a lot, there are just a lot of differences in the way that browsers handle things, right? And they've rendered stuff like a lot of the times they don't know how tall something is going to be until they render it. A lot of times, the height will vary if it's larger than the browser window if, because the when you say render it because of it's in, the text, it's whatever. But it doesn't know how tall it is until it's rendered. So. You have to, like, it becomes this weird Ouroboros thing, right? Where you, if you're changing the content based on the height of the content, you're also changing the height of the content. So, like, there are ways to do, there are ways to get that information out, but it's like a weird browser compatibility swamp last time I looked. I don't know. It's, I've seen people fairly recently lamenting that centering something vertically on a web page is still just a clusterfuck. There are those weird ad pop-ups that are always centered are they how do the, how do those work? i mean you wouldn't know if they weren't right like if they were off by a little bit they might just always be 200 pixels down from the top i suppose that's true yeah i don't know man man i don't even know man it's also probably you could you maybe jquery just has some shit that'll do it but who knows what it's doing on the back end why did the work. dominant internet or dominant web page format become this super tall scrolling 
thing? Like, is that just, does it just fall mm. out of, like, the fact that it's easy to scroll in text from the bottom? I mean, why is the dominant word processor format a bunch of pages that you scroll through in a row? Top I don't bottom? know. I mean, because mm. I feel like that's just a sort of a natural way yeah. to present it. I mean, it's easier to... It's easier to scroll down a page with your scroll wheel than it is to go and find and click a next button. You know, or to constantly have to scan to the, if you're scrolling to the right to the next page, to have to scan back to the top of the screen for it or whatever, you know? Yeah. Like that. I don't know. Do you guys want to answer some Kingdom of Loathing questions? We've got a bunch. Sure. Here, let's do some, let's do some super, super old ones. I've, I've changed the way this tool works so that I can attack this problem from both ends. Pickles, <laughs> like an Uroboros. Uh, on January 6th, Pickles wrote, Is mass K-mail a possibility of the future? Well, it's the future now, and we don't <laughs> have it, so no. Is it like a jetpack? Is it like a flying car? Uh, no, Does he maybe mean things. like... There's no way to you actually do, to do, to do significant harm with a jetpack or a flying car, but mass K-mail would only be abused. Maybe he just means K-mail that has mass. Like oh, physicality. Oh. So the ability to convert the, the Higgs uh, came out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the most loathed said, I'm on my sixth class act two run, and this will be my sixth class as well. Based on the goals Jick laid out, making combat more desirable than non-combat, making it easier for newbies and casuals to level while harder for speedsters to power level. Uh, it seems like this is a su uh, success. My first couple runs were intentionally casual, and I did pretty well. Never wanted for stats, and my last couple runs have been a little more intense, and I found it challenging to manage ML and level speed. So what's the plan going forward? Will class act two become the new structure for the game? Well, now that we've gone forward, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> These most are of the be easy. <laughs> most of the penalties are still there, uh, but most of the bonuses are not uh, because everybody was like, "These penalties are meaningless," and everybody was like, "These bonuses are too good." And I was like, "That is what I love to hear." <laughs> um, I don't know. Now everybody's just like, "Fuck you forever." We hate everything that you do. So that's not mm. even a little bit true. I know. Thrensa says, hi, guys, currently listening to old podcasts at work during the 620 show uh, 620. Wow. That's how, June God 20th? knows how long ago, like almost a year ago today or two years ago or three years ago. Or two Someone days mentioned from joke. today. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, if you can't complete the run in 40 turns, it resets. This made me think, would it be mechanically possible to do a Groundhog's Day themed challenge path where the kingdom, save for maybe a certain zone or items, does reset every day and you spend the run setting yourself up to finish everything in one day? Seems like it could be fun and huh. could also pretty, you could pretty easily control how long a run can take if you wanted it to be a longer default run. That's tricky, right? Because a lot of there's a lot of moving parts and they would all have to be kind of individually addressed unless we did oh man, like a really low level thing that sort of conflated regular flags and daily flags. It's it's possible that there would be like a clever way to do it, but but rollbacks are tricky now just I, because of I'm, hmm? I'm 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 thinking of a thing that would play out like that cursor times 10 game where you get 40 adventures a day and it huh. records exactly what you did and what happened on each of those 40 adventures the first day. And then the next day you get your next 40 adventures. But when you spend the first one, you get whatever the profit is of that adventure plus whatever the profit was of your previous first adventure. Hmm. And then so on. I mean, taking all of that stuff away from you at rollover would probably not work hmm. yeah no it it, it would I, it seems like it would be a mess to actually implement it in kol but it'd be an interesting mm. thought experiment you know if we made a thing that sort of 
if we could just duplicate the ascension code. Oh, so that yeah, so that you just keep it. I mean, that's that's without actually insert, inserting like a, rows into your. It wouldn't really be duplicating it, right? It would be well. It would be. It would be making a copy of it and stripping out a lot of the stuff, which right. you know might work. That's easier. I mean, than also to write a like, whole new data structure and whatnot, though. If instead of being out in the game at large, you were limited to just like being in this box or, or a hotel, <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah, I don't know. Fred Levi says, it'll be interesting to see how many duplicate questions you get with this thing compared to Radio Bugbear. Back in the day, most duplicates were probably caused by people talking about something in the chat, someone going, hey, someone should ask Radio Bugbear about that, and then multiple someones doing so. Uh, surprisingly few compared to Radio Bugbear, as it turns out. Uh, let's see. Lady Kiri, I think, was just asking about con dates, which we eventually released, because yep. we were just hiding them. Yeah. Happy Dan says, well, the prices in the Raffle House change ever again? The last change was, according to the wiki, November 5th, 2008. Wow. I mean, when we did those, we just said we have no plans to ever change these again. Right. We didn't say that we wouldn't, but we just said this is this is what's in the Raffle House now. At this point, I, would, I no longer I, feel particularly strongly about yeah, that. Yeah, I would change them at some point, but I'm, I'm not – it's not high on my priority list. Yeah. I mean – it needs to be something like, I mean, meat sinks are just not a huge priority now. I mean, it's a thing that's kind of fun and engaging, right? I mean, it yeah. probably, it probably would be good for retention, right? So if we had like, if we had a, a Robert Koo, he would probably say do that. Right. But I, I like to, I like to occasionally think to myself, what would Robert Koo do? And then do the opposite. <laughs> do you think it would be good for animal And then I retention? look at myself in the mirror and say, you know what, buddy? You're a cool guy. I validate your existence. You spend a lot of time talking to a mirror? No. Only when I only when I think of uh mental construct Robert Koo. I have a rom con we should just get a rom construct of Robert Koo and like <laughs> run it on somebody's pebble. So like you can occasionally just ask your watch, like, hey, uh, what would be the what would be the right biz dev mm -hmm. move? And then your your pebble mm -hmm. would tell you. Okay. Oh, I don't know. Say something publicly about gays. I can't hear you anymore. <laughs> ah, fuck. I installed the wrong construct. This is going to be a nightmare. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, uh, like, it's fairly easy, right? That's that's a lot of excitement for a relatively low amount of effort to make new Raffle House prizes, right? But we have to come up with something that is good. You know, the idea with those rotating sort of recipes is that the... Like there, there would be some economic action as a result of it. I have a feeling that everyone who is even a little bit interested in having those things has them now, you know. So I don't know if the resultant crafted things we we keep occasionally every six years we try to do something to kind of reinvigorate crafting. Well, oh, those raffle houses are like those raffle items are like half the age of the game now. Yep, it's crazy. It seems like it wasn't. I don't know. It was like it was. Xenophobe still around when we did those? I don't know. Man. I can't remember that far back. No. Uh, Alice Solara says, this has probably been asked before, but why does Grower have no MCD drops? Eh, because I've been grumpy about the MCD drops since... Is he considered a boss in that way? Yeah. Huh. Um. Yeah, I don't know, man. I want to overhaul the way that those things work, but every, t every one time I tried with a dumb starting point, it, ugh, God, that was such a frustrating experience that I still get head up thinking about the dev arguments about that. It's interesting 
because a lot of what you wanted to do with that, you ended up just folding into sort of monster level in general. Uh, yeah, but I want, I mean, I don't know if we ever really talked about the details of what I wanted to do with MCD drops, but it was basically like the more the high, like having the mind control device settings actually do significantly different things for bosses, like give them abilities beyond just like plus nine power and defense or whatever. Right. But give them special attacks or the ability to auto hit or, you know, where like way more hit points or whatever. I'd built all these things in the, like the cave bars. The, the reason that the cave bars work the way that they do is because we had the, this special thing that was like, ah, these just apply a multiplier to the monster level or whatever. And so bosses were going to work like that. Probably not though. Like, cause I wouldn't want, those bosses to just suddenly apply all of your monster level three or four times, but just to have the mind control device be an actually significant thing. And then the drops, instead of just being things that you would get for having it at a, at a a fixed level, level. you would just get all of them. Like you would get the normal drop from the monster. And then you would also get, if there was a drop for having mind control three, you'd get that. And if there was one for having it at five, you'd get that. And like, so if you beat the boss at mind control 11, which would, you know, ideally be super hard or maybe like you know easy for mixed classes but hard for muscle classes tricky, or whatever. Right, yeah. but yeah it'd be tricky it'd be something you had to do on purpose yeah. that you would just get kind of a big pile of loot including some consumables maybe huh. right yeah. and the problem was that we tried to do it with ratsworth and just ended up in these like rat eating its own asshole <laughs> like world events <laughs> that has to be it has to be like you gotta be able. This is really, really, really important that people in Bad Moon be able to get this one item from Ratsworth, or everything will be fucked forever. And that is the kind of shit that now I would just ignore. I would just say, you know what? I don't fucking care if this makes things slightly harder in Bad Moon. Like if we do something to one of these bosses that makes the average Bad Moon run take one day longer, I am confident that something that we've done in the last five years has made Bad Moon runs one day shorter. Well, and also that was before we had challenge pads, right? So like Bad Moon was where people went for. Was it tricky stuff? I think it was where they went exactly six times for Brimstone. Okay. By and large. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Your mom is someplace we went six times for Brimstone. <clears throat> Good one. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I'm I'm no-anding you so much <laughs> today. It's just that your jokes are really bad. No, this is this is this is high comedy here. Yeah. So starting with a different boss I mean a boss that didn't also scale. And also Ratsworth is weird because he gets tougher the more ascensions for no real reason. Right. I mean, it was like, oh, let's try that. But then it's like, oh, OK, well, we did that now. I guess that's a thing. OK. Well, he's an optional boss, right? Yeah. So, yeah. We just wanted to make him trickier. Yeah. But if somebody got him on his first ascension, we didn't want them to get like just creamed. Right. That yeah. was the idea, at least. Yeah. But I mean, I don't really think that we're any like now. The, natively, classes have enough of a combat suite that a scaling a monster that scales to them at plus five is not going to cream them even on their first run right. if they have even a modicum of knowledge of. Although Ratsworth is really early still, yeah, or can be early, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, you also right if you get beat by him, you think, oh, I wonder, you know, maybe getting beat by a monster is good for you in terms of it being a teaching moment. Sure. You know, that's contentious, right? The 
the notion that the player should you should give them a moment of failure so that they know that it's okay. Well, I think it's contentious to it would be contentious if I were to suggest that we guarantee that they lose. But it's like I I bet that if you had saved up all of the combat items that you got by dicking around for a couple days in the sleazy back alley and stuff and just used them all on Ratsworth, you'd beat him. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's what the first boss in the first Dark Souls is like. Yeah, well, we should endeavor to be more like Dark Souls. Yeah. <laughs> because if there's one thing Dark Souls is, it's accessible. Um, I don't know, man. I don't actually know how hard Ratsworth is to a new player. I know that like, when I made a new account the other day, I got the, my shit handed to me by uh, Feast of Boros Monsters. So right. that was pretty fun. Those Do those also scale plus they do. five? Mm, I don't know. They might just scale. They have a floor. They have a scaling floor of like 10 or something, which is probably stupid, right? They probably don't need that. Wax says, what MMOs do you guys play at the moment? I've been playing Wildstar. Kevin is not allowed to play any MMOs ever again. (laughs) Yep. I mean, hot stuff. I haven't been playing any MMOs unless you count Dark Souls 2. No. Uh, who would? Count Jesus, Jesus Christ. Multiplayer. How many bejeweleds have you been playing? Oh, only one if you count Dark Souls 2 as a bejeweled. <laughs> Riff, I mean, I guess how? there's this bejeweled weird... is not even a little bit like that. Riff, how many cows have you milked this month? Oh, only one if you count Dark Souls 2 as a cow. Uh, there is this weird sort of, like, middle ground forming between, like, actual sort of MMO, classical MMOs as we understand them, and games that are becoming sort of multiplayer competitive but are generally single player structures like watchdogs for example or dark souls where enemies can like players can invade or whatever um we could do that in kol we could uh we could let another avatar come in and fight you in real time hmm that that would be easy and like of another player yeah yeah we should do that yeah we should spend a whole lot of time we should have multiple programmers mess around with the system for but we that. should mix it where you have just completely different skills and uh, and then a, a whole suite of rewards and stuff. Like a whole <laughs> a whole path of uh of like leveling up and, and things. It'd be good. Furball Ninja says, first off, thanks for making KOL. It's my favorite game. Literally, I can't think of another game I've played as long or as much. Well, thank you, Furball Ninja. Uh, second, I love custom outfits. I have some that have been with me almost as long as I've played the game. Sure, they get parts changed out all the time, but they're still the same outfit. Until now, I spent Krimbo as an accordion thief and changed several of my custom outfits to include stu- cust- bleh, stolen accordions. Now I can't wear those outfits at all because of just one item. Sure, it's easy to rebuild the outfits from scratch, but it's just not the same. Is there any way to change it so custom outfits containing stolen accordions just don't equip the accordion instead of disabling the entire outfit? Basically, just like equipment that can't be equipped due to stats or because it's missing. Is that how they work if there's a missing item? No idea. Huh. I bet it could be done. <laughs> I don't know how tricky it would be to change it that. The custom outfit code. Try is to always... equip the weapon first. Is that why it fails? I don't know. Because I could, I like, I could imagine a way that it might be implemented where it just steps through a, and the first time un- it stops, unequip it and equip thing. Now that isn't how that works. I don't okay. think, but it, it's because I don't understand why if you don't have an item it silently fails and then if you don't have if you have an accordion that you can't equip it fails yeah i don't either i mean it's possible that those easy exclusion cases were coded by xenophobe when custom Uh, outfits first became or by me when custom outfits first became a thing and then the the more stringent ones were coded by xenophobe 
and just cause the whole thing to fail. Right. Or by C.D. Moyer or whatever. I mean, the accordion thing was definitely C.D. Moyer, but who knows which of those two sections that work differently he was messing around in. Blue Scream says, Is Silent Squirt, the mysticality skill from the mime event a while back, meant to be a spell? Why is it so different from the other silent skills? The other silent skills have a damage range based on what is equipped, but Squirt seems to have a set range of 50 to 60 damage. Also, why can you only use one silent skill per combat? I don't know. I didn't I didn't want them to be a th- Like, I wanted them to be cheap and not a thing that was going to become optimal to use 40 times in a row. Yeah. Um... Anyway, sorry for bringing up old content, but I'm a bit behind on my perming, so now I'm just able to compare the skills. Also, yeah. Um, <laughs> also, silence. Yeah, also, never mind. Uh, uh, Whack asking, uh, hey, could you please let us slash me slash them stock the hot dog stand from Hanks? Uh, this was asked on January 13th. Uh, let's say eventually? Pobblebunk says, hey, I send folks thanks for the new questions for him. Well, you're welcome, Pobblebunk. Any chance we could have the Jub bird default to the color appropriate to your class when you get it out of the box of Familiar Jacks? Mm-hmm. All you have to do is click on it to change its color, right? Or do, do you have to zap it or something? I don't remember how that works. I don't either. I mean, probably not because it's that just hits the database and gives you the right thing. I mean, we, we could make it, we could hard code an exception for it, I guess. But that's probably not a thing we're going to do. And just quit using a banner snatch. I'll make it easy on you by disallowing it in all future <laughs> challenge paths while they're in season. Ifot says, can the unmotivators be made free pulls like puppet strings are? Uh, ask your Uncle C.D. Moyer. I don't even know what those are or how you get them or anything. And even if you did, you wouldn't want to fix them. That's probably true. I just uh, I, for, I can't summon up the, the energy to do it. Yep. Jeffrey says, your discussions last rant about the copperhead slash snake charm has the other day really bothered me. People who complain about optimal ways to shave off point three of a turn whatever seem to have lost sight of the point of a game, which is enjoy the damn content. It's a free parody of an RPG, albeit one with a very, very well-built mechanism, not a Warcraft-esque EP machine. It's like complaining about the make of a projector when you're at the movies. So fuck them, make them get one half of the charm from the pirates and one half of the charm from the brothers copperhead, and in doing so, absorb some content for a change. Sorry for the lengthy rant. Love the game. I mean, the thing is, you it, you don't get anywhere by telling someone that the way that they're enjoying a thing is wrong, right? It it makes me sad, but it doesn't make them sad because they wouldn't do it if it made them sad. Yeah, the the notion that the customer is always right is is interesting. It's crazy the, bullshit, but is is interesting in the context that the customer always thinks they're right, and if you if you can think about your interactions with them right how do we how do we do what we want while maximally confirming their belief that they're right well yeah or just if you just approach things from the point of view that like they are they believe that they are in the in the in the right so how do i how do i interact with them trying to interface with them sort of while maintaining their like sense of self sense of yeah i mean sometimes sometimes i honest to god believe that the answer is that you don't i like i honestly believe that sometimes we know what's better for them than they do and we have to do things that are going to you know it, it hurts when you spray back teen on a kid but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't spray back teen on a kid <laughs> like when you just hose a kid's eyes down <laughs> yeah, with back teen the kid will scream <laughs> You throw a kid into a swimming pool full of Bactine. <laughs> uh, Garzik of the Golden Hammock says, Today I accidentally used a Librum of Resolutions when I was attempting to use a Disco Horoscope colon Libra. Uh, <laughs> what do you think about a, are you sure you want to do this prompt before using an mm-hmm. item of the month? I think that that would be really annoying 
for most people. And yeah. you just gotta, you just gotta be fucking careful with chat commands, right? Like they're, they're a tool that is, they're gonna do exactly what you tell them to do according to their fucked up, inscrutable internal logic about what you've told them, right? And I mean, you were doing it because you thought you were clever by just typing five letters and hoping that it would know what you meant. But it's, you know, going to default to things that start with those five letters. I mean, that sucks. And I feel really bad for you. But I don't think that an annoying confirmation box that 999 times out of a thousand people are just going to click through get slightly irritated because fucking yes, of course I wanted to use this. Why would I have clicked the use link on it if I didn't want to use it? And the game doesn't really know the difference between you typing slash use and you clicking the use link on a thing. It invokes the same code, right? So, you know, I'm pretty sure the documentation for the Jackman says use at your own risk. And I'm sorry to say that to you, but it's the truth. Vectine contains lidocaine. So Good. yeah, that shouldn't hurt anybody ever any. Oh, it time. hurts like a motherfucker for a second and then it stops hurting like a motherfucker and you're like, "Now I'm addicted to lidocaine." <laughs> what's some what's some other stuff that might help help assuage my cravings? Mmm, cocaine, huh? That sounds like lidocaine. Mm, I should Michael Kane. that. Mm. Michael O'Kane. <laughs> Frodo Kane. <laughs> Lokiator says, firstly, thanks for all the great work on revamps and challenge paths lately. Uh, I've found the new additions to the game fun and enjoyable. Well, thanks, Lokiator. My question. I noticed that the other accomplishments section of the quest log has been getting a little attention lately. Pool skill, alien language fluency. Any chance you'd be rolling out accomplishments for the past few Krimbos and world events? I miss those. We keep talking about it. Yeah, it's just somebody just needs to sit down and look through all the perma flags and figure out what they mean and what they should. <sighs> sounds like and it's a, just it's so sounds fucking like such a boring. Yeah, it's a little job. Yeah, it's it like ugh, nobody wants to do it. But everybody wants the benefits of it. All the players want the benefits of it. So, I mean, we really... Plus, we've said we were going to do this so many times that we really owe it to them. It's just like, man, can I not think of literally everything, which is what I would rather do than that. Like some of those things are just, like, would just be they're, so they're hard to track They're old and weird down. and hard to figure... Yeah, because they're all in code that doesn't exist anymore, and we don't know what they mean. Oh, and I mean, we could just, like, look at... We could look at what people have for them. And just assume that if most people either don't have this flag or the flag is nine, that if the flag is nine and we can just say, you did, I don't know, fucking something, I guess, in like 2011 or whatever. <laughs> nine times. <laughs> yeah. L to the P says, is, in your opinion, batter up overpowered? Well, is, in your opinion, this sentence weird structured? <laughs> uh, Removing Tombat from the upper chamber allows me with olfaction to... Wow, every sentence is weird. Uh, allows me with olfaction to get kitty every time nearly and can get most drops each time without difficulty. Uh, for farming, there is no comparison to this plus olfaction. I mean... I guess it's overpowered. It's a... Ban it's strong. It's a banish. I mean, banishes are really strong. But I, you know... I mean, it single-handedly made the Seal Clubber go from the most reviled, useless class to the best ever. This is way too tough. Nerf Seal Clubber... I mean, everybody always wanted me to revert to their old set of skills. It was so cool. It was so cool that there were two skills that did exactly the same thing, but just had different names. Ah, <laughs> oh, God, that was great. Which one? Which ones were those? I don't know. Claws, the claws ones. Maybe they had slightly different numbers on them. They had slightly different numbers. And they stacked. So mm. it was just, you know, better goodness. 
Fifth Element says, now that there are a lot of old spleen familiar, or a lot of spleen familiars out in KOL, how do you feel about, uh, Jesus Christ, how do you feel old familiars like the Llama Llama compared to newer ones? I still use it sometimes, uh, I still use it, but sometimes I get a non-combat and feel like I wasted 15 turns of bird form and have no glimmering rock feather to show for it. Do you ever think about giving those types of familiars some TLC so that their spleen item is easier to access? No, I never do, because I don't want every mechanical change to make it so I have to go back through 11 years of content and change every similar oh, mechanic God. to make it balanced against it. So, I mean, here's here's how I feel about the Llama Llama. It's old as fuck, and I would rather stop having to operate around its constraints. Like, it also, we tried to do some weird stuff with it that we didn't really have the tools for, and so it was kind of a goofy experiment in doing a weird thing. Like, we... It's like, oh, we'll just put in a system for, like, shape shifts. But then, oh, no, it turns out if we actually limit you to a subset of skills, everyone fucking hates it because mm. there's all this stuff that you just... It, that it, The only thing, literally the only thing that makes playing this game tolerable is this one combat skill that you forgot about. <laughs> um, so we've just never used that for anything else. That might not be true. We There might be another shape shift somewhere. But, like, it just, it was too goofy. Like, we had to write so many exceptions into it. And it's like, well, I guess you still need to get, like, conditional skills from the gear that you're wearing. Because otherwise that would be weird and, like, huh. I don't know. It, it was just a mess. It was just, it was sort of ill-conceived. Like, if the game had been built from the ground up to support, like, oh, you're a different thing instead of an adventurer in this fight right now, then it would have been really easy to do that. But it was like... It was just a goofy experiment, and that was when all of the spleen familiars had to be balanced against the fucking badger or whatever the ridiculous first thing that we did was that did this, and they just got steadily weirder and weirder and harder and harder to design and harder and harder to balance against each other. So we were just like, you know what? We're just going to make these easy it was to use. Splitting and... up the spleen and the content familiar, you know, like. Yep. I mean, with the sandworm, I was like, all right, I can't do this anymore. I can't design another set of content that has to, in a, in an exact specified number of turns, yield this item. We're just separating it. We're splitting it out. And it was like, wow, that was great. I'm really happy with the way that that turned out. This is a much better content familiar than the other content familiars. So those things are now no longer connected to one another. Um. And then we had various weirder ways of making them disconnected. Like, the rogue program is a weird one, right? Because it's like, well, this unlocks a bunch of content, but also you can just go in there and get a free spleen item's worth of currency if you spend the content token on that instead of on playing one of the games, (laughs) right? So, I mean, yeah, you're right. Splitting them out made the whole thing a lot simpler. I don't know if have our content familiars been better. The young man I really liked. I'm not yeah. so happy with the Grimstone Golem. Hmm. That was I, I don't feel like the rate of return on effort to fun really worked out with that guy. Interesting. I mean that stuff is cool, but I don't know how many people are messing with it. Just the leaderboards to show you exactly how many people are messing with it. I haven't looked at them because I'm afraid they're they they will be weak and sparse and depressing. I mean, there's I feel like there are a bunch of people doing the 
the um, riffs puzzle thing on a daily basis, like, you know, yeah. 15, 20. And then I think the, the gnome families comes in second. And then the other ones are all. So basically riff is good at this. You're pretty good at this. <laughs> and me and Scully suck. Well, did Scully do any of them? It's no, just, I guess not. You did three of them. And I think if you add up all the people playing all three of yours, <laughs> it's probably on par with or better than the other ones. Yeah, so. I guess I guess he didn't design any of, any of them this no. time around. Because um, he sort of made the old he wrote. Man. He did all the writing yeah, for, the, all the writing the for the gnome bit, stuff. Yeah. Um, he sort of designed the old man one, but yeah, I think mostly you and I added the mechanical framework to his sort of narrative yes post yeah yeah axel writer says now that you finished the three big avatars boris Harlsberg and Tiki Pete, what's next any consideration for an avatar of Susie? yeah that was my that was my reading aloud of the walrus smiley <laughs> wow <laughs> yeah you know how walrus's eyes are like he and his mouth is like uh. i didn't yeah so if you do, the I do three, it's like <laughs> it's different every time too that's this thing about a walrus no walrus ever that says the same thing the twice. Thing about a walrus. That is the 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 <laughs> only thing about a walrus. Um, I do not understand. I do not understand why people are excited about Susie as a character. Like it is just this playable built, female character. Come on, it is man. just this player built mythology around something that consists of basically nothing. Are you kidding? There's a lot of really good Susie nuggets in the game. Are there? Yeah, when you go when you go back in time. That's okay. So by a lot of really good nuggets, do you mean maybe like three sentences of writing total? But she also has things to say about familiars and people people like a people. I guess. I can I get Ed. I get why Ed is a popular character because there is a lot to him there. You know who else would be a popular a character parts. if uh if we had done our job right is uh Shen Copperhead. Shen Copperhead is a mm. cool guy and the he stories is. about him really flesh him out and you know what you guys should do is you should play through the copperhead branch of that quest in fact pirates are canceled <laughs> what about shin Coppertone? i have no fucking idea what an avatar of Susie would do yeah. i would be all familiars all the time what does that mean you have to have five familiars out <laughs> yes you, you get to equip five familiars but no equipment yeah you have no you have no gear you just equip familiars in every yeah. slot okay not even, uh, not even in slots. You just get five familiar slots. Well, you have like you like you'd better equip five, one of five one leashes. of them if one of them isn't a lime. Damage. Yeah, <laughs> then you're just screwed. Lady Clubber says, "How much have things changed since the Reddit influx on your end? Things the players don't see much of. Has it caused any issues, or is it not as big as people make it out to be? No, it's pretty big. It's way more people than we ever got in that shorter period of time before, but it hasn't really changed anything. It was a lot of signups. Yeah." I mean, this was the first like really serious exposure since the new easy sign up, sign up process went in. Um, it there are these just looking at the graph. There are just these spikes now every time there's a big influx of people from Reddit, and we thought, well, it's never going to get any bigger than this. And then this one was like, whoa, this was five or six times as many as the biggest previous one. Um, the graph is really weird to look at now because there's just these big spikes, and then it's mostly hovering around the bottom. It's the last one had a lasting. This one has. This one is continuing. This one's to really continuing to. Yeah. Pull like in, pull in signups. Yeah. Um, it's looking like it's possible that the live stream is 
maybe gonna get a little press attention i i we hope have no idea um it's also but, possible that it will ha- the live stream will get a press attention four times from now or something yeah too, if we keep doing it yep um anyway nothing has really changed since then because it hasn't been very long uh q already says hey jake had any problems arising from all the new players no you know it's like our concurrency is down from peak enough that we can handle spikes without the hardware really struggling are we at a point where more web servers would help or is it still a database issue when i don't know we don't actually know um because it was down kind to three of, from it was kind seven of seven or eight. yeah, but they're way way more machine. Yeah, each right. I mean, it, it's but players are also heavier now because <laughs> of all those mass K mails. Yeah. Uh, let's see. That was like literally a problem, right? Like K mails, the size of the saved K mails, literally mm. was like a huge issue for a while, and we had to. That's why we had to do the archive thing and delete stuff right yeah no it was it was getting to be a problem huh has our uh, internet doesn't oh there it goes i mean i don't know that we would still be able to to hear riff oh if we didn't yeah internet. i guess that's true can Hello. we still hear riff we can cool it's possible that your internet has failed because you're using a, a wireless device yeah, it is possible zayden says when i was on the slow and steady path i was told i'd have 100 adventures only but i keep getting 108 after ronan is it the bookshelf and the calendar from the clan giving me those eight adventures or is this just a glitch yeah it is because those restrictions are handled in a different way there they start working again after ronan and we didn't bother to fix that and we probably won't because it's not a big deal we do we just don't care because a run that's outlasting Ronin is probably yeah just not. Um, I am. I don't know that this has happened yet, but I am fully on board with it happening with the the Type sixty nine restrictions going away when Ronin ends. Also, yeah. Um, because it just doesn't matter at that point. Like you, you once you've gotten there, you can do so much crazy bullshit that like it doesn't matter. You, you have earned it, right? If you've spent enough days in a run right. to get out of Ronin, you have earned the rewards for doing that run. You're fine. Um, Nicodemus says, Hey gang, if I could, I would like to offer my take on the slow and steady challenge path. Being a person who has limited time to play my turns anyway, usually either sneaking them in at work or playing after our six-month-old has gone to bed, the limited turn co- count seemed like an interesting idea. However, I always felt like at the end of my turns each day, I hadn't really accomplished anything. In this run, I also had to face figuring out the new Spooky Raven as well as the Twitch event, so that added to what I felt was a very long time. Also, I realized how much I used either special skills or familiars. I love my Scarecrow and was very sad to not have him back after three months of just riding my motorcycle, which I named 2013 DCS after my daughter. That's a weird name for your daughter. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, did you realize Dick, you made Dick the Scarecrow Baby. in November of 2011? <laughs> Neither did I. Eh, doesn't surprise me. I was also hoping that the Still Girl would have some bonus features for Slow and Steady, but to my knowledge, I do not see any. This was also the reason I did not buy the Gene Lab, as it did not offer Age of Sneaky Pete any bonuses, as well as taking up the Precious Works shed spot. Well, the DNA Lab was not supposed to have any bonuses for like people don't like it when we late in the challenge path season introduce an item of the month that significantly changes the challenge path so that one as a goal was explicitly not supposed to really have a significant impact and we don't we also don't tend to tune we don't tailor items of the month for the boring paths right like we don't right in, in the ones that are just designed to be like things that you can use in the future if you want, right? That just, just straight up restrictions that don't require us to spend a bunch of time developing content for them. 
<clears throat> we don't like those aren't those aren't really a grain of sand around which the pearl of an item of the month can coalesce <laughs> you know because it's just, it's just shitty shitty sand I really do hope you read this as just my take on things as a non-speedrunner but someone who likes to do a little better every time keep up the great work guys I mean I don't know how much you know the thing about these dull paths is that they're dull right like so it's not necessarily going to be a thing for you I don't know if having access to your scarecrow would have fundamentally changed your feelings. I feel about... like hardcore oxygenarian was like the our go to answer back in the old days of what you should do if you wanted to restrict your turn count and stuff. Yeah, I mean, and the only difference there was that you had access to everything. Yeah, well, you had access to spleen items, so there was still stuff to optimize, and well, then but you also you weren't getting a hundred turns a day, were you? No, I guess not. Yeah. I mean, the way to do it is to just spend all of your turns bussing tables for Bard Ender. That's what you do to feel like you're not wasting your turns. Uh, Viral Effigy says, there's the Black Forest, there's Whitey's Grove. Where in the blue hell is the Garden of Greys? Well, it's in the blue hell. You just... <laughs> a zone full of aliens and doctors, then people like John Diaz would stop wondering about racism in the woods. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't either. Gray is rougher. There's not that much gray stuff. There's anatomy. Sure, you could have a gray anatomy, you could have There's gray goo, you could matter. have a gray... Uh, what? No? Gray, gray matter? Okay, gray matter. Gray wolf. What's that? Kind of wolf. <laughs> Orange wolf. That's also a kind of wolf. Dude. One is the thing that's out in the world. Yeah? There is at least one orange wolf. There's a wolf. There, okay, so wolves in a certain part of the country have evolved orange coats so that hunters think that they are other hunters, which allows them to both not get shot and also sneak up on hunters and tear their throats out. And also drive home with them. Yeah. And eat whatever's strapped to the front of the truck. Yeah, yeah. And just live out the rest of their lives pretending to be the hunters uh, uh, with oh, the nice. hunters' wives and children. A wolf and hunter's wiser. clothing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Hexatomb says, now that I've been persecuted out of newbie and this is my only form of communication with the wider community of KOL, I have a few requests that are more community-based. What? Uh, I'm sure there is some drama that we are just not yeah, aware of. Yeah, there probably is. Uh, are there any future plans to update the top menu to expose the podcast? A lot of people have told me they have no idea where to find them. My own podcast obsession has been the biggest drive for some of my clan and friends community? to submit. Huh? Isn't, that, isn't it already in the community? They are in the community, I think. Maybe there's not like a direct link to the podcast archive, but if you go into the podcast questions thing, there are links to them. But yeah, it could probably stand to go on there, just like maybe right above the Radio KOL link or whatever, because that's, um, I mean, there are links to them on the front page. There are links to them on the login that's true. page, the, right? Every, so, I mean, every that's, so often it, in that rotating yeah, announcement but nobody that. reads anything that's on that page. That is what I've learned. I mean, I don't read shit like that when I go to web pages, right? You just gloss it over. Even on web pages where most of the stuff is relevant or at least not ads, you still are just trained to ignore everything except the form field that looks like what you want to type your username into, which is why it's so easy to trick people. Hmm. You're trained to ignore everything except a download now button, which is why... <laughs> God, those fucking ads yep. that are just download nows. I you know, hate maybe them. stop uh stop uh trying to download Juarez and Cron <laughs> with a zero. Call of Call of Juarez. 
A second request I would like to see is an update to the documentation. Changing it to KOL FAC and updating it with more relevant information would really be beneficial. You could pull the community to find out what kinds of things it is missing or what they feel should be changed. From a user experience side, it's not very descriptive and could use an update. Some cutouts of screenshots would be awesome as well. Not everyone is an instant dick stabber jumping into Mafia day one. You're thinking about this way, way wrong. Like, the, the kind of stuff that people would say they wanted in the documentation, if we asked them what they wanted in the documentation, was, talk about how spleen items give you turns. I'm like, fucking no. Like, I don't want anything in the documentation about the content of KOL, because that's not how documentation works. Right? It's... I think it explains the, docu- the interface a yes, little bit. It explains the interface. It explains the basics of how all the systems work and it's fucking fine. Yeah. Like, it, it, I don't know, man. You know, people keep saying, oh, the documentation should be written. Every once in a while, somebody like Jamelli will completely redo the documentation and then that'll just sit there for years because what? I don't know. You know, we'll redo it and then the redo becomes stale. I, I like that somebody could come to the game and just have tons and tons and tons of stuff to discover and explore and if they don't want to do that they can go to a totally available website and look at a bunch of stuff on the wiki right and read about a bunch of stuff right like i mean i'm i am of the opinion that the tutorial teaches you absolutely everything that you need in order to start playing and enjoying kol and the process of discovering the things that it doesn't tell you about is is the game game. right and Like, that's what people don't, that's what I feel like in a lot of ways, the community is kind of its own worst enemy when it comes to like, oh, a newbie, huh? Let me cast a billion turns of every buff on you. And here's a, here's a care package with way more. Yeah. Here's a care package package with a bunch of complicated stuff in it. Like it's, I, I understand that from your perspective, that's what you would have wanted then if you had known about all of it, but you didn't. Right. And you were fine. You made it to where you are okay without having everything optimal spelled out to you, right? Like, that process of discovery is is really, like, if you ask Raph Koster, that is the only thing that game design is about. The enjoyment of games is only about acquisition of mastery. And the more opportunities to acquire mastery that you take away from the player, the less time they're going to spend enjoying your game. You know, and explaining everything gets rid of that sense of discovery. Then so, there there is stuff, to be sure, that is inadequately explained and would probably result in more people having more fun if we explained it. And we slowly get to those things. And we we constantly refine the experience to be the thing that we want it to be. And I don't want it to be a thing where the documentation is what you want it to be. Hexatomb. Here's the thing, Hextoom. You need to make a video game. Like, the thing that you need to do with the energy that you are pouring into these things that you're submitting to to me as, like, 100% fully fleshed out content ideas that I am never, ever going to read on the radio because they're way too long, just make a game. Like, learn how game to make maker. simple web apps. Yeah. Eh, don't do it in Game Maker, I don't think. Really? Maybe do it in Game Maker. No, I mean... I, I wouldn't do it in Game Maker. Game Maker doesn't. Game Maker's not great for like turn-based stuff. But I mean, you could figure out ways to do complicated shit in Twine. But you, you take that energy and make a thing. Stop, stop making stuff for my thing. Like I can tell that you're the kind of guy who can do it. So 
that is what you should do. That is my advice to you, Hexagen. Um, I'm not saying stop submitting it, but I'm just going to keep marking them red after I after I page through them because we have that like what you're doing is what we already do so much of that it's like now come on this is this is my this is my happy time (laughs) um will you go out with me says kevin crow sure uh will you marry me says legend breaker sure seriously marry me says legend breaker Mm, i changed my mind Harrican says, I don't know if you're done uh, discussing the whole Black Knight thing, but if not, I just wanted to add something. The philosopher Ted Cohen, uh, RIP, wrote a very good book on jokes in which he argues that just as it would be weird to try to argue that a joke is funny and convince someone, it is odd to talk about the distastefulness of jokes in a way that might be conclusive. Jokes and humor in general is doing something different than other forms of dialogue, and why why should we think that we can form a cohesive picture of offensiveness or distastefulness or the immorality of jokes when we can't do the same of their primary goal, funniness? Anyway, just as you would be correct to say your joke is funny, even if no one else agreed, you are correct to say that your joke is inappropriate are jokes ever a dialogue like a knock knock i mean a knock knock joke is a dialogue well but it isn't though right because it's a script yeah i mean the 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 dialogue is fixed right Uh, i don't know except for Hmm. alexander's actually good reversed one which one was that uh the uh all right you want to hear a knock knock joke sure okay you start knock knock Come in, come in. I assume you're here for the job interview. <laughs> well, yes, I am. Yeah. So as you know, the position involves oh, in, uh, really writing, writing a lot of... It keeps going. So as you know, this position involves writing a lot of knock-knock jokes. So uh, let's uh, let's see what you can do. All right. Here, how about you start? <laughs> <laughs> ah, see, that's better. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I... <sighs> In in a way, I think that what we've we've done here is gone in a big circle and arrived at the notion of subjectivity, <laughs> right? <laughs> but like, you, I mean, the 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 long and short of it is, I am in a position that if I don't like something, that's enough of a reason for me to get rid of it. <laughs> Right. And like a neighbor. Yeah. Mostly, mostly what I have, like, I would never have said anything about the Black Knight ever again if people hadn't kept saying things about it that indicated a sort of a failure to understand why I did what I did. You you had a failure to communicate. We did. We did. Riff, Mm -hmm. have you ever encountered the joke? I, because like, this can't be original. What we have here is a failure to excommunicate. Like, there's got to be huh. a Shaggy Dog story about like a pope who. Yeah, you would think so. Goes I, to I prison. never, I never have encountered that particular pun. Like, I so all right. Let's just do it. Let's just write that not on not on the radio, but we write the Shaggy Dog story about how like the pope commits a crime, but mm-hmm. there's some weird doctrinal thing that prevents them from like executing him or whatever. Cool so he gets Saint sent Luke. to a labor camp. Yeah, cool yeah. Saint Luke. <laughs> right. So 
and they try they're like instruct they're like tell the guys at this like hard ass labor camp like just break this guy just break him because we need to get him to leave the church of his own volition but he's never he's just never gonna do it and so and then it just ends with mm. with that you know and it could just be like you know no man can eat 40 eggs and then they do a bunch of other stuff and then the next day no man can eat 41 eggs like that the 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 shaggy dog uh, expanding part of it. all right this is pretty good riff riff you like writing shaggy dog story this, this is my new job huh <laughs> the Nuge says, with the influx of new people in a relatively short period of time, along with the Twitch event coming up, are there any fears about the server load not being able to cope? No, I mean, it got a little sluggish, but I... the tally of adventures in zone was just nuts. Was yeah, nuts, nuts I was that. surprised. I was I was pleasantly surprised at how much actual engagement that produced. I mean, I think one thing that we are going to do this time is say, hey, Jeff, on this day... There's going to be a lot of people playing, so you might want to keep an eye on Cactus. Make sure he's continuing to work on Hotline Miami 2. Um, anyway. What is Cactus? Cactus is the name of the guy that was the the lead designer guy. No, on. Right, but... Cactus is... <laughs> Uh, it is a monitoring software suite. Like there are all of... He gave us access to it a long time ago, but we just never cared to look at any of this. There's all these graphs of like memory usage and yeah. queries per second. And I don't stuff. know that I've ever seen that. Yeah. Um, I don't know that you ever would have had any reason to, I mean, we just the, like, since we switched to the new database servers with the SSDs in them. And since we got the, the, the pre-compiler installed, we have had so few performance problems that we haven't really had to pay a lot of attention to that kind of stuff, you know? So either the slowdown was either because of the proxy server or like, an insufficient number of database connections being allowed to be open at the same time. And so stuff was waiting and then occasionally stuff was timing out, which maybe the answer to that is increase the available number of database connections. You know, I mean, I I, I think we're going to be fine, but you did remind me, I do need to tell him that that's going to happen on Sunday. And just so like, just keep an eye out for, you know, the, the fact that he didn't get any text messages during the last one means that nothing catastrophic happened. Okay. Right. I think the the worst case, the the worst thing that happened to anybody was like a page errored out because it couldn't connect to the database, which sucks. But just do again whatever it is that you were trying to do. Right. It's not like it happened a thousand times in a row. Right. And it's not like it, it was taking a minute for every turn to run. Um, I also have a couple of questions about challenge path rewards. The news continues, but I can't for the life of me figure out how to phrase them decently. So I'll, I guess I'll ask them later. All right. Well, looking forward to it. And Tariq says, ever thought of expanding the Zork-like area of the game? We did expand it once, and I think it's about as expanded as it's going to get. Yeah, that was it was fairly complete in terms of all the jokes and notes that we wanted to hit, I think. And the parser is so limited yeah, that yeah. it's hard to do anything like super complicated with it. I mean, because it was basically just, I just wrote my own two-word text adventure parser in PHP, which is like, you know, it ended up being very much like the text adventures that I would write in basic when I was nine, which is to say not very good, <laughs> you know, very limited set of things that you can do. You could make a twine, modern twine adaptation of it. You could. Sven or Eichzen says, what, hmm, I have no idea what that's about. Is the final snake gone from the game for good? Has the mechanism for getting to fight it changed? Uh, when I get to the level 11 and 12, or the, the level 12 revamp, I'll put the Frattle Sink back in somewhere as a as a different thing that you can get to. Um, 
in the basement, the frat house or something. Um, cause I know that people are sad that, you know, people were pissed about getting into the situation that I removed it to prevent. Right. Like it was just a weird thing. Like I wish I just hadn't put it in there because a, there's two reasons why that is fucked up. There is one for each element and then one more sleaze one, which is like, what the fuck, man? How is that okay? Mm-hmm. Why did I, why did I think that was okay? I was just like, oh, there should be six snakes and you should get three of them. And I thought, oh, well, this one makes sense to be this element. Oh, well, I guess I'll make all of them elements. Ah, oh, fuck. Um, B, it's just got that weird thing where the zone goes away. Yeah. And so the removing the, the palindrome conditional for unlocking level 12 quest made it more likely that you were going to get in the situation. There were two separate Reddit threads about people that this had happened to, which is just sucks. And they're like really pissed, even though at the end of the day, it, it's not that big a fucking deal to have that intrinsic while you're doing the level 12 quest. Like it's, it makes things slightly harder than they would be for like a couple days, but like what, you're fine, right? Like it's not, it's not 90%. It's not like a game breaking bug. It's just an inconvenience that is very easy to avoid. If you know how it happens, they, they might not know that it ends if they're new, if they are actually new players. No, they do. The people who are talking about it understand, huh? Are we still connected to riff? Yeah, I'm here. Well, it really just is me. It really is just me for whom the Wi-Fi isn't working. You have this problem with electronic devices and Wi-Fi in specific. Yeah. Well, uh, I guess we can't answer any more questions. Well, okay. Nope, here they are. <laughs> what the Christ? Uh, Ricker Scott says needs more cowbell. Again, a joke about the request for questions. Nothing we can do with that, Ricker Scott. There is nothing that I can do with this. What do you mean? There is nothing that I can do with this. I said, we have podcast fever. And he replies, he sends in a question, needs more cowbell. I understand the impulse, and I could have just skipped it without reading it. I see. But what this does is it makes it so my announcements and requests for questions have to be super fucking boring (laughs) to prevent a hundred people from making a dumb joke about the request instead of actually asking a question. Eh, I mean, I love you, Ricker Scott. you You just filter stuff out. Uh, Starbearer says the previous trigger condition of the Frattlesnake specific day count before <coughs> not being triggered by the council yet was clearly a problem. However, flat out removing the monster from the game seems harsh given that it was an uncopyable monster. Thus, there is no way to get back the factoids. Well, sure. The thing is, I vowed long ago that the preservation of factoids was not ever going to be prioritized over a necessary change. If I... I will try to get around to bringing the thing back in a way that lets you get the factoids from it, but I need to be able to remove monsters from the game. I, if, if the introduction of Monster Manuel in Mr. Store had carried with it, in my mind, a prohibition on ever getting rid of a monster ever mm-hmm. again, I wouldn't have done it. So I have to be able to do that. Would I be, have to would be people- able to remove monsters. Would people be more sad about monsters being removed from the game also causes them to get to be removed from Manuel? Would they be more sad about that than from being unable to get? I mean, if they have one being unable to get the second and third ones, I mean, I think that they would they would be less sad in the long term if we just nuked the factoids from the book when the monster went away, but more angry in the short term. Hmm. Um 
I mean, this just goes to show there were a bunch of people upset because they had gotten stuck in this fucked up situation where they were poisoned for the entire war, but fixing it upset a different group of people, and that's what it's like. That's what it's like making the game. That's what it's yeah. like making this fucking video game. Like, eh, nah, everything is going to upset somebody. In uh, fact, doing nothing upsets people. So you just can't win. You can't not do something. I mean, what sucks here is that everything upsets people. What sucks here is that I'm actually way more sympathetic to the people who are sad that they can't get the factoids than I am to the people who are like, this is bullshit that I have to do this entire quest with minus 25% of my stats or whatever. But I... Minus 25% is a lot. I think... I don't even know if that's what it is. I don't know how strong that poison is. What if it is minus 100% stats? Do you see what that might be a problem? I do, but it's not. <laughs> okay. Um, the thing is, I am more sympathetic to people who want the factoids than I am to people who are pissed off about that, but I know that the people who are pissed off about that are right. It's better. It would have been better if I had not put the Frattlesnake into that rotation. That is how it should have been done. Instead of, like, doing the weird edge cases and having to, like, put it in the bombed-out version and all that shit, like... I should have just not included it, and that way no one would be sad, right? If we don't ever add anything, then no one ever has to be sad about the way that something is handled. So what I've learned is that we should just walk away. <laughs> um, Gordy says, What exactly determines loot order on the distributable loot list in clans? Seems very random, which is especially noticeable after killing three dread bosses in a row while they drop max loot. The Bloodweiser, Ghost Peppers, and Gets You Drunk are all scattered, which makes the whole thing very confusing to look at. Even when a hard mode boss drops the exact same hard mode item twice, they don't list right next to each other. Loot from the other dungeons also mix around randomly as well for an especially chaotic list. Uh, will you guys neaten up the clan loot list with the dread revamp? Like, make sure the slime tube loot all lists neatly together with the slime tube loot and the hobobolus loot with the hobobolus loot, as well as make each boss's loot neatly list together with loot from the same boss instead of the hodgepodge we have now? It's just very weird as it is right now. I think it's just not sorted at all right now, so it's just however it fits into the into memory on the mm. database server. Or disk, I guess. Disk and memory are effectively the same thing with SSDs. Disk is just slow memory. It was disc was always slow, slow right? non-volatile. It's just it's just differently volatile, right? Because eventually <laughs> it will go away. Um, yeah. The thing is, those drop downs are a f- that that loot interface is a fucking disaster because it has to store a separate list of who is eligible to get each piece of loot for oh, right. each piece of loot. And then it has to do some fucked up join that I don't understand to tell you what class those people are, right? So Jesus. every time I think, oh, I'm going to fix something, if I look at it, I'm like, nope, <laughs> and I just walk away. So I'm sorry. <laughs> um, one thing that you could do is every time a piece of distributable loot drops, distribute it, and then there will only ever be one thing in the list. And then it's sorted however you want it. <laughs> Right? You just, like, look at one of the fields. Poof. That's what it's sorted by. <laughs> you want it to sort descending instead of ascending? Done. Poof. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's magical. Talking about a, a list of a single item as being sorted however you want is a, it's definitely an interesting spin. Yeah. Arishman says, one, is there any concern with Type 69 that the rest of the game outside of challenge releases will now become trivial for those with older items of the month and impossible to enter for those who've stuck with the new? Isn't that exactly the same issue we have now with the added issue of people now not participating in the challenge pass because they'd rather play the game their way? Well, no, no, like because 
I don't care, and I have never cared if Aftercore is broken. Like, Aftercore is way more broken by the fact that you have a billion fucking Moxie than it is by the fact that you have a Vivala mask and a Juju mask and a, you know, Dick Knob mask 2015. <laughs> um, spoiler. <laughs> spoiler, Dick Knob mask is running for president in 2015. <laughs> Also, there isn't an issue of people now not participating in challenge paths because they'd rather play the game their way. You are making that up because you have a bone to pick with a design decision. Two, how do you envision non-optimal type 69 to be better uh, than having players opt into it for better rewards? And if it's design issues that conflict with another existing mechanic in a broken way, how is this better than what has been done up to date, preventing the use of that mechanic? I don't think I understand. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I couldn't parse that. Three, if you do release mechanics that would be very powerful in conjunction with old items of the month, and then a time after the release and it's out of style, it turns out you can achieve progress trivially because this wasn't covered properly, wouldn't this mean you'd have to go back and rework the path? Shouldn't this kind of balancing be done anyway? And if so, is if it's already going to be made to be broken-proof, then why have Type 69? Ugh. I don't care about any aspect of old paths other than them being completable. That is the only thing that I'm ever going to fix in an old path, is if you can't complete it. If What if you could complete it in one turn? I don't think that's ever going to happen. Uh, sure, I'm just, I, like, I think that's what the, the what he's asking. Though. Right, but I don't think that's ever going to happen. I mean, like, <clears throat> you, I don't think that we're going to fuck up in some way that, like, because you have faxes and new faxes or whatever, that something is going to be faster than a two-day Age of Sneaky Pete run reliably and cheaply, right? Like, it's not going to be a problem. It's You could construct an elaborate scenario in which a confluence of things happened that made it so you could finish an old challenge path in one turn, but how likely is it that we're going to fuck something up that bad? Mm. And even an if we did, we could design. just take care of it then instead yeah. of worrying about it now. Yeah, I mean, I, I, Irishman, I don't think that you actually understand what I'm trying to accomplish with this. And I'm sorry if, I'm sorry if it's frustrating that you feel like your points aren't getting addressed, but it isn't that a new item has to be broken in conjunction with the Vivala mask to be viable as an item of the month. It's that it has to be designed to interact sanely with the Vivala mask. And that often makes it so it's fucked up and annoying and stupid or crazy overpowered. And I don't want either of those things to be like I, what I especially don't want is for every item of the month to have to be both of those if anybody's going to buy it. And <laughs> fucked up and overpowered. Yeah, fucked up and annoying and overpowered. Like that's the worst case, right? Because I mean, even reintroducing the same mechanics on newer items of the month, we always like, well, we can't just invalidate someone's purchase of the Vivala mask. So we get, we have to like do just crazy dumb shit with shared counters that don't make any sense. Figure out how to like back solve for like, okay, why does the hipster? And in some cases it's just like, you know what? We're just straight up going to say crayon kid uses the same counter as the hipster because fucking video game. Like there is no reason for that. There is no way to express that in a way that makes any sense other than to say, this was our fucked up design constraint. Well, the hip hipster won't do anything uh, if it's been done before because it won't, it would, it would be cool. 
But we didn't actually bother with that. Like, we had to write in some fucked up narrative justification for that reanimator. What was that? A That was a romantic arrow thing. All right. I, I don't like you because you're too romantic. Wank, wank, wank. That was me making a wanky motion with my hand. <laughs> Let's see. Cube of Eleven says, when using a doppelshifter or tiny costume wardrobe, could we add a link to the Transform Familiar's description when our familiar changes form? It was very educational to me to learn what all the kingdom's familiars did in this manner, but it was very tedious to go look up what each new familiar could do. Huh? Oh, like to get the pop, when you click on it, to get the pop-up from the familiar that it is, rather than the familiar that it huh. is. <laughs> <laughs> The, fil- uh, the the familiar will probably be everything you want, right? No, because I think he wants to know what familiars that he doesn't have oh, does. I think the wiki is really what you want. Yeah. <laughs> um. Or a grease monkey script that puts next and previous links in the familiar pop up, because those aren't obfuscated at all. <laughs> like you can just look at them. Oh, if they're public, right? Yeah. Huh. Um. Wax says, if you implement a fart cave, can you shape it like a butt and put penguins in there? That way it's a Linux asshole. Huh. Leah Sank says, man, I would charter the hell out of a plane to Gotham City. Is the Batman path talked about in earlier shows still in the works, or could the new charter plane system be a potential vector for that content? Side note that it doesn't have to... Oh, no. No, oh, side note that it doesn't have to be read on the podcast, but it relates to things said on the Thursday 612 show. I personally have been in love with pirates since I was eight, long before I ever discovered this game. It doesn't really matter to me how awesome the Copperhead route is or how poorly designed you might think the insult beer pong is. I love the pirates and will always choose them still, because pirates are and always will be badass. Well, what I should do is I should just make a better version of the pirates that Leah Sang will like even more, but that takes longer. Because <laughs> she won't mind. She likes pirates. Yeah, exactly. She'll spend four or five extra turns there. Also, I love this game and all the hard work you guys put into it. Thank you for creating the best in- community I've ever encountered online. Well, Woo. thanks for being a part of it, Lisa. How do you feel about uh, taking a break and getting some food? Oh, I like that. We've still got a lot of questions to answer, but oh yeah, yeah. But I guess we could. I guess we could say that this is an hour and twenty minutes, an hour and fifteen minutes show. It's been a pretty high quality show. I'm just starving. Yeah, I'm me too. Get cranky. Yeah, you're gonna get a headache. Yeah, it's, gonna to, it's, you're it's gonna turn into on. a diva, and I'm gonna have to give you a Snickers. Yeah, yes. Oh, maybe that's... We should do a commercial. It's like, come on, Hot Stuff. Have a Snickers. You're not funny when you don't have a Snickers. <laughs> <laughs> you're not funny when you're hungry? You're not... No. You wouldn't like me when I'm hungry. Okay, so there are three words in the English language that end in G-R-Y. One of them is funny. One of them is hungry. <laughs> what is the third one? Snickers. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Have a great week, everyone.